Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Pockets Podcast. This is episode number two, and I'm ready to give you guys some pockets of wisdom to take with you into your day in life. So um, we'll just get right into it. I originally wanted to talk about diet culture and um, just like its prevalence in college because it's really prevalent just in everyday life, but especially transferring from normal life to into college, it's so much more high stake, but I wasn't feeling so led to do that because I've been going through a lot of things recently. I've been dealing with a lot of grief and I've dealt with grief before in my life, but I really just wanted to talk about it because grief is something that is inevitable in our lives and we're always going to have to go through it. That might be grief after somebody dies, grief of a relationship that you lose, or grief of a life that you once had, or a life that you want for yourself. And really grief is more prevalent in our lives than I think people realize, and we just need to be aware of that. So. I did a little bit of research. I actually, I want y'all to envision me writing everything down in my notes because I wasn't having a good day. And I kind of took my advice from my last episode of being gentle with myself and I took myself on a walk. I went and got a really yummy lunch and I went and sat down and journaled about what I was feeling and that just led me to create my next podcast and plans for it. So. Basically, I wanted to start with identifying grief. So grief is something that you feel, like I you know, talked about earlier. Usually people associate grief with death, but it can be seen in all areas of your life. But usually there's typically five stages of grief. So you'll hear that from other people. There's like, some people say there's 12 stages or six or whatever, but typically there's about five stages. And those are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I think a lot of times we can get confused because we might think this is the exact order in which these emotions need to be felt. But in reality, it's like a tug of war. We might go from denial to acceptance and acceptance to bargaining, and we might go back to denial, and we might go to anger, and we might be in different places for a really long time or a really short time, and you might go back to them. Or you might just never feel them too long but usually those are the typical emotions that you feel in grief so we can walk through all of them so denial I mean that one's pretty self-explanatory in terms of grief a lot of times I think people either immediately feel the death of their loved one or they might be in denial of it for a while and kind of be riding this high and not the denial is because it's really hard for us and for our brains to want to accept the pain of what is going on in our lives. And so it's really like a um, response of your brain to protect you. But in reality, you can't continue to deny this thing that you're going through. Anger, that one's also, I feel like all of these are pretty self-explanatory, but it might just seem that way to me because of things in the past. But if we're talking about grief in another way, like, for me, I've had to grieve the life that I lost to an eating disorder. And 
the time that that took away from me. So a lot of times I'll get really, really angry at myself for something that I had no control of. And so it can be really angry and it can be a really angry time and it can be angry when you lose somebody because you don't know why this happened and they were such a big part of your life and so that's really hard to deal with. You might be angry because you didn't get the job you wanted or you lost a relationship. All of those things will make you really angry and you just have to feel it. That's the most important part about all of this is you have to feel all of these emotions or else you're gonna extend your grief period. But also I wanna make a note that your grief period, there's no end date. There's no, okay, you're gonna grieve for five months or typically this person, if you lose somebody, you're gonna grieve for a year. Like there is no timeline for anybody. It'll be different for everybody in their grieving journey. So that is something to keep in mind. But the next emotion that I wanted to talk about was bargaining. Another example of grief in my life is I had to grieve this relationship that I didn't have with my father. You bargain with yourself in different ways and you try to find it in different ways. So bargaining with yourself is like almost, you're going through grief and you're feeling it so heavily that you feel like you could have done something different to stop whatever happened to make you feel this way and bargain with whatever this person was going through. But in reality, like, this was an inevitable event, and there was nothing you could have done to change it. And that's one of the hardest truths to come to, because a lot of times, especially with, like, my eating disorder, or, like, my dad, I, I'll feel like, oh, these are things, like, why didn't I do this, or why didn't I not do that? But in reality, there wasn't anything I could do. This was a part of my life that was going to happen, and I just had to accept that. And it's taken me a really long time and I'm still trying to accept it like like I said like grief like there is no end date like you might think you're done with it one day and it might come back or you might end it and it might never come back but yeah another one is depression I feel like this is probably the one that's easiest to explain I mean a lot of times if you go through a death in your family or anything like that you're gonna be really, really depressed. And I think it's really important to identify that depression isn't sadness. It's it's a part of sadness, but it's so much deeper. It's a, a sadness that makes you bedridden and a sadness that makes you feel like you can't get up and go on a walk or a sadness that takes away your appetite it's just like a sadness that is just like over you like a dark cloud and you can't do anything to take it away and the last one to talk about was acceptance and acceptance is that time in your grieving stage that you've kind of had to come to terms with things and that doesn't coming to terms with things and accepting something doesn't mean that you're okay with it and that it's going away and you're never going to think about it again. It's more like you've come to peace with your situation and what you've dealt with and the pain that you felt and you've accepted the fact that this is a part of your journey and a part of your life and you can utilize your pain and your grief 
in other ways. Like I mentioned earlier, I just wanted to restate that dealing with grief doesn't necessarily have to correlate to death. Like for me, I've had to grieve a relationship with my father because he's very much alive, but I'm grieving this relationship with him that I do not have. I've had to grieve the life that I lost to my eating disorder when I was really deep in it. I had to grieve friendships that I've lost. I've had to grieve a life that I thought I might have. And I've also had to grieve expectations of what I've made people. Kind of what I was getting at is like, grief is this cycle that we are so unequipped to deal with, but it's inevitable. We're going to grieve and it's going to be hell. And it's gonna be really hard. Like for me right now, in a grieving period, like I never know what I'm gonna feel like. Everything is so unexpected. And it's so hard to deal with that because I might have this whole plan for my day and something will just hit me in the face. Like the other day, I just was so sad all of a sudden and I just didn't know what to do and I just you you feel I'm just, just like why am I sad now like I, I had a good day like what's going on it's it's the grief it's the grief is overtaking me but it's not a bad thing that it's overtaking you and controlling your emotions because this is something that needs to be felt because if you don't feel it it's going to come up in other ways like I said about grief being inevitable, I did a little bit of research on it, and grief has, obviously it has emotional effects like I talked about earlier, but it also has physical effects. So, like I talked about like with depression, like you might stay in bed, or grief might cause you a loss of appetite, or it might cause you really high anxiety. And a lot of times when you're grieving, you might put your health aside because you're just so fully like you're like drowning in your emotions that you just kind of put your health to the side which is really easy to do but I think in your grieving period you just have to try really hard to be aware of yourself and kind of ground yourself in your grieving I'm not saying don't grieve I'm saying ground yourself in your grieving and be like okay I need to feel what I'm feeling, but I also still need to treat myself with care and love. Just how you would want someone to treat you in your grieving period. And that kind of leads me into how can you how can you help people that are grieving? Like this is such a hard thing that the human brain has to process. How can you help somebody with it, especially if you haven't gone through it? And there's no like things I can point people to indefinitely, but one of the biggest things is like avoiding judgment. If somebody is grieving and is telling you that they're grieving or telling you their situation, you have to avoid judgment. Like you can't be like, oh, well, it's not that bad or they weren't that close or she could have done this instead. Like, no, like people's emotions are valid even if you can't understand it. And if you wanna be somebody there for them, you have to totally accept what they're feeling and validate it 
another thing that you can do is you can check in on people. I know for me personally right now, I think that's, I haven't had that many people check in on me besides my family, and that's really hard. You know that somebody's going through something, check in on them. Just even a, a simple text, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Anything like that can just kind of change their day. Like it, it would make me feel so loved. And it, it's really disappointing when people that you love and have shared what you're struggling with don't check in on you. It's really disappointing. And the last thing is just listening because grieving is something that is hard to um, give advice about. And so one of the best things that you can do is just offer a ear for somebody. Just offer them an ear, offer them a shoulder to cry on, and let them know that they're there for you, that you're there for them. So I wanted to go into different types of grief. There's this type of grief called anticipatory grief. And this can also kind of be described as like anxiety. So anticipatory grief, I'm going to learn how to say it, is you know that bad things are going to happen. We know that bad things happen to good people, right? But these people that get caught up in this anticipatory grief cycle, they are like so hung up on the future and they don't know what's going to happen and they think that bad things are going to happen to them. And that's just like really hard for them. So they may not have even gone through like, um, it might not have been a grieving event but they're grieving their future because they're so anxious about it. And the best way to deal with anticipatory grief and grieving your future is just trying to come back to the present, trying to look at your surroundings and ground yourself and be like, okay, I'm really worried about the future right now, but look where I am. I'm here, I've got loving family, I've got great friends. I just had a really good breakfast. I had a good coffee this morning. I'm gonna go on a walk later. Maybe I'll watch my favorite movie. You have to take it step by step. So if you find yourself getting in that cycle of getting really, really nervous about the future, and then you basically have convinced yourself that the future, your future is gonna collapse, and you're grieving your future, you have to remind yourself that you're thinking about the future and the future hasn't happened. I have written down, ignoring your pain does not speed up the process. That's kind of what I talked about a little bit earlier. So if you continue to push down the emotions that grief is bringing up in your life, it's going to, your process is going to get longer because it's better to actively deal with your grief than it is to push it down and it's actually really interesting. I was, went to my therapist the other day for the first time, and I was talking to her about um, what I was going through, and she talked to me, and she was like, gave me a really good analysis. So it's, it's like being in a pool, and there's a bunch of pool balls, like beach balls in the pool. And when you push beach balls down, they come back up, right? And let's say, all of our friends are at the pool. We all want to talk to them. It's a party. It's a pool party. We're having fun. And But these beach balls are big and they're in your way and you just want to push them down and get them out of the way so you can talk to your friends. But they keep coming up and you're using all of your um, 
your strength to push them down, but they keep coming back up. And us pushing all of that down is like pushing all of our emotions down. And it's taking everything out of us to push those down. When in reality, we have to just take a deep breath and try to push those beach balls out of the way. Or we have to just take a deep breath and realize that if we just keep treading the water and we look up above the beach balls, our friends are there. So we can't push our emotions down because they're gonna keep coming up. You have to feel them. Feeling your emotions, I think, is kind of scary because starting to feel your emotions shows you that you're beginning to move on. And moving on, I think, can cause a lot of people guilt in their grieving stages. You might feel guilty for moving on from a death, but you don't need to feel guilty. Moving on doesn't mean that you're forgetting something. It just means you're accepting it. Like, I might feel bad for moving on from this lost relationship with my father, but I'm not forgetting him. I'm not forgetting what he needed to be or somebody's died. I'm not forgetting them. I'm not forgetting memories I've had with this person. I'm just accepting what's happened to me and the emotions I've felt so that I can just move on with my life. But you're not forgetting them. They're still there in your back pocket. You still got pictures with them. You're not losing them. You just have to move on with your life. Like I talked about earlier, grief does trigger those five emotions. Like, those are the stages of grief, but for me personally, grief has brought out other emotions for me. This is just like a little blurb on my part is having all these emotions come up in your life makes you feel really out of control. So you guys might, we might turn to other things. Some people might turn to alcohol or drugs or exercise or, I don't know, like work. We might turn to something to busy ourselves. We might turn, like, to your eating disorder. You'll turn to something to numb your mind to that. And you just need to be wary of that. You need to be wary of what you're turning to in your times of grief because it needs to be something that is healthy for you. The next thing I wanted to talk about was, since grief is such a hard thing, we aren't built to go through it alone. We aren't really built to go through much of life alone. So, so much a part of your grieving journey is you need to reach out to people that you trust. You need to make a support team for yourself. And reaching out for help isn't a sign of weakness. I think I've thought that for so long. I, if I'm ever struggling, I don't like to su- struggle with others. I like to struggle in silence. I don't want people to know that I'm not happy all the time and I do struggle with things. I don't want people to know that. But that's not that's not how it should be. That's not how I should be. It's I have to be really gentle with myself and be like, Holland, you cannot do this alone. You need to reach out to somebody that you know will care for you and that will check in on you and be that listener all those things that I listed earlier. You need to reach out to somebody that you know will do those things for you because they will leap 
to do that for you because they probably know that you would do that for them. When you are talking to people in your grieving process is you have to keep in mind that everybody's grieving process is going to look different. Mine's going to look different from my roommates. My roommates is going to look different from her mom's. Everybody's going to look different. So you can talk to your friends and they will empathize with you because just because I'm saying your grieving process is different doesn't mean that you can't empathize with somebody because your emotions are still the same. You guys have felt the same things, but your process is different and that's okay. But you guys can still be there for each other. You can still empathize with each other and still offer a shoulder to cry on and listen, but you can't compare your grieving process to somebody else because you might be like, oh, why is this taking so long when she seems fine now and this happened to her four months ago? Like, it's okay. We're all different. And we all process things differently and we all feel our emotions differently, but you just need to be proud of yourself for reaching out to others. You need to continue to take care of yourself in your grieving process because your body's already going through so much emotional trauma and feelings that you have to treat yourself gently. Like I talked about in the last episode, you need to be aware of yourself and your feelings during your grieving process because you're already going through so much. Grief is hard and that's what I'm trying to get across. And you just have to be gentle with yourself. I didn't want to cry on this. Grief is really hard and it's going to be okay. You're equipped to do it. You have friends that can help you, family that can help you. And I just wanted to leave with this quote. Grief is real because loss is real. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye.